Hello, and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. In the next few minutes, let's take time to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. We hope this message will lead you to know Him better and help you develop a love for His Word. Lord, again, we are so grateful to be to come before you today in worship. Lord, even as we look at, into your Word, as we study it, Lord, may you open our hearts to receive from your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Today, we will be continuing our time in the book of Ephesians, particularly a prayer prayed by Paul, found in verses 14 to 21 of chapter 3. But we will be focusing on verse 17. But let me read the whole prayer to you. In verse 14, it says, For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to Him, who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Now, this prayer is uh, believed to be, by many scholars, as the pinnacle of the whole epistle of Ephesians. The whole epistle of Ephesians can be divided into two major parts. Chapters 1 to 3 talks about what Christ has done for us and who we are in Christ as, as a result of that. And then chapters 4 to 6 talks about how we should live in response to what Christ has done. Now, this prayer is in the middle of all of this, meaning it's Paul's prayer that because of what Christ has done for us, may we be given the strength we need that we may be able to respond right in terms of how we live. And so he starts off by saying, for this reason, I bow my knees. It's such a fervent type of prayer. For Normally, Jewish people would stand up when they pray. But for a Jewish person to, to kneel down and bow down, it talks about how important this prayer is uh, for us who are saints to be able to live out who we are in Christ. And so, yesterday, we talked about inner strength, strength in our inner being. And Paul prayed that so that Christ, in verse 17, so that Christ may dwell in us. So Paul was praying for strength in our inner life so that Christ may dwell in us. And it speaks of how, first of all, we need strength in our inner life because if we give up in life easily, if there is no strength in our inner life and we give up easily when, when there's challenges, then it would be difficult for Christ to remain in and dwell 
in our lives. Now, many people, when they look at verse 17, one of the questions that are, is asked is this. Because we're Christians, isn't it true that Christ already dwells in us? Then why is Paul praying for Christ to dwell in us if that's, that is already true for us Christians? Because this letter is written for Christians, Christians who are facing challenges, Christians who, who, who uh, may be, have difficulty living out uh, this life in Christ. Maybe there's so many challenges. And so Paul is praying for inner strength, strength in the inner life so that they would persevere and that as they persevere, Christ may dwell. Now this word dwell in its grammatical form in its verb form means a continuing uh, a continuing presence a conti continuing residence yes christ dwells in us the moment we give our lives to him but here paul is saying that may there be a continuing presence of the lord that it is not just a a one-time event but it is a continuing event in a Christian's life. And not only that, this word dwell in its original me meaning means somehow to be, uh, it, could be, it could be a phrase that could aptly describe it, it is to be at home. So it could be said that for Christ to be at home in our hearts. Now, what does it mean for Christ to be at, at home in our hearts? So to give you an illustration, um, you know, the past few months, I've been out of the country, and I would go home in quarantine. Now, the quarantine facility has everything my home has. It has a bed, it has a restroom, it has tables, television. Everything my home has, it has. But I can never dwell in it. I could never feel at home in it. Meaning, I could never be at ease, at rest, and at peace at that place. You know, when I went home, it was so different. My feeling, there's something intangible about being at home versus being in a different place. And so Christ dwelling in us means this, that our lives can never be at peace, can never be at rest, can never be at peace unless we are living in accordance to Christ's word, his wills, and his ways. That I know about you when many of us, when we became Christians, we are never at home with sin anymore. Something in, has, uh, in us has changed. And Paul was saying that. He was praying that throughout our lives, we will never be at home with the things that are not of Christ. That our lives will never be at peace, at ease, or at rest when we are not in obedience to His Word, when we're not aligned with His will, when we're not living according to His ways. Let me give you an example. Um, you know, even when, when we're Christians, as we live out, a life worthy of the calling of God. It's so hard to live a life not being offended. But how many of you know that we can never live, no longer live at peace and at ease with unforgiveness? Why? Because Christ is already dwelling in our hearts. It's so difficult to live differently, to, to live differently from what Christ already asked us to be. Why? 
because He is already dwelling in our hearts. And what that was what Paul was saying, that as Christians, because Christ is at home, at home in our hearts, we can never be at home with sin. For another thing, you know, pandemic. You know, the, this pandemic has brought out the worst in many of us. Some of us are angry, grumbling, complaining. But you know, because Christ is at home and at dwelling in our hearts, we are no longer at peace, at ease, or at rest with grumbling, with anger. You know, why? Because Christ dwells in our heart. And that should be our prayer for all of us. Just like Paul prayed that for us, that should be our prayer. And that's my prayer for, for you as well. And that's why chapters 4 to 6 is easier to live out. We, we, when you enter for, uh, chapters 4 to 6 of Ephesians and look at, look at how we are called to live, we will see that we don't just live it out because it's a command given to us and we agree with it cognitively. No, because Christ is dwelling in our hearts, we also agree with it affectively. That our emotions and our feelings are never at ease if we're not living in accordance to Christ's word and His will and His ways. And so that is my prayer for all of us, that we can only be at home, at ease, at peace, and at rest in Him. May Christ dwell in our hearts through faith. Let me pray. Father, today, thank you that you are dwelling in our hearts, that you are at home in us, and that's why we're only at home when we are in obedience to your word, when we are living according to your will and your ways. And Lord, I pray that for all of us, with all of the challenges we face, with all of the difficulties we face when we live out this Christian life, living for you. Lord, thank you that in us, there's, there is a compass in us that tells us that we can no longer be at home with the things that are not of you. Lord, I pray that for all of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Who knew this man of sorrows would make our hearts whole? We are healed by His stripes, though sin darkness brought to light. Word fulfilled in Jesus Christ, God our Yeshua
from the grave yes Lord thank you for your resurrection power is in us hallelujah praise him praise him let me end with this encouraging uh, word in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Lord, today as we go about our business, Lord, Lord, we always look to You in everything that we will accomplish in the way we live, in the way we conduct ourselves, we say now to you who is able to do far more that we can ask or imagine. And we say again, to you be the glory forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. You've been listening to the Victory Devotional Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. If you'd like to watch these messages every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.